This is Let's Talk Business with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to the Let's Talk Business, the show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about entrepreneurs killing the employee mindset and developing a millionaire mind. Love that tagline. Did I create it myself? No, I did not. It was Mr. Daniel Gomez. Speaking of which, in studio with us today is Daniel Gomez, an award-winning keynote speaker, international best-selling author, executive coach, and corporate trainer. Daniel, welcome to the show. Mark, Let's Talk Business Podcast, a dream come true, man. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I even ate my Wheaties for you today, just to let you know. <laughs> did you really? I feel, man, I feel I put, honored. I, and I put extra sugar, by the way, just to get hyped up for you. Heck yeah, you sugar and honey. If you're not using both, you're wasting oh, yeah. <laughs> an opportunity, right? <laughs> it's like you might as well read the Millionaire Mind, go to the Millionaire Mind event that's coming up. And also, what's the other one? Is the Sticker Shock Speaking Academy. Uh, dude, great name, really? by the way. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Looking forward to it. All right, let me take control of the show back here. I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Kruka's Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. I'm Kian Frith, the CEO of KB Impact Consulting. I'm a CFO consultant and a cyber risk specialist. And my name is Howie Nestel. I'm the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising. Been at this thing for 30 years. I've worked with 1,500 clients and have completed 1,100 websites. And Mark, I feel like a million bucks because I'm on this amazing podcast co-hosting with you guys today. Yeah, well, awesome, man. So that, that money was donated to you. Whether or not you can actually spend that, we're not sure, and we're not taking responsibility if you go down to the local Valero and try and cash it. I can't help no, you. No, I think I think you can only spend it with Daniel. Okay. Well, it does say, in God we trust, so it's like an actual $100 bill, so just yeah. to let exactly you know. Right. So. Yeah. In God we trust, everyone else pays real cash. <laughs> we'll take Benjamin's. All right, a quick reminder to follow the Let's Talk Business podcast on all major podcast platforms and social media where you can catch video versions of the show. You can get to everything easily by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. Now, if you're going to be in the San Antonio area on May on Thursday, May 16, 2024, you've got to come to the Let's Talk Business podcast. Mega Mixer. It's no joke. It is where business happens. You know what? I should make that my slogan because I love it. Uh, we did a fantastic job on the last one. Uh, Kian, what were your thoughts on that last podcast mixer we had? I absolutely loved it. Um, <clears throat> I'm still never going to forget just um, people's faces they walked through the, the front doors and went wow because they just heard this cacophony of noise of just people just chatting and talking and just seeing so many smiles on people's faces was fantastic and getting to the point where it was supposed to finish at 7 30 and people were still there gone nine o'clock just chatting away still networking just wonderful. It was an absolute privilege to be a part of it. You know, um, you know how he's saying it's a privilege to be here on the, on the podcast today. I, I found it was just a privilege to be involved with that mixer. It was the best mixer I've ever been to. I think I just like hearing Kian's voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the only reason he's on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, that is the reason that's why That's the exact the reason, right? We've had other coaches that complain to Mark that why couldn't they be on because they're coaches <laughs> it because you don't have Kian's accent. Oh, that's so funny he says that. It's actually true. It's, <laughs> it it's actually true, but we're Mark. not going to drop any names. Yeah. Uh, and by the way... <laughs> but the, the, I want to, though. <laughs> I so want to drop the name, but I'm not going <laughs> to. The, the, one of the things that impressed me about the podcast mixer was that we were estimating to have 80 to 100 people there and we were going to sell tickets to sort of control the crowd right <laughs> 10 bucks nominal donation for a nonprofit, 
Um, and then we sold 179 tickets. And I think we all had that moment of like, wow, what happens if really 179 people actually showed up? But more than 150 showed up. Yep. And wow. that's why you're saying there was such a buzz. I mean, there were yep. a ton of people in there. Most importantly, people told me afterwards, they met people that they did business with. So the people that were there were ready to do business. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yep. And then and add to it, though, we did raise a load of money for Crit, which was yeah. just a... A so, joy as well. So. When we first started talking about this, I was a little nervous, right? Because, I mean, you're putting the thing on. You don't know how many people are going to show up. You don't know how many tickets you're going to sell, all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking if we could get $500 over to the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, that would feel great. And we ended up, how much was it, Howie? $1,790 to Children's Rehabilitation Institute, which serves families with children with disabilities. And mm. this organization, if you've not ever seen it. It's right here in San Antonio, one of a kind facility. They serve about 350 families of which most of the parents have been told that their kids will not walk or talk again, and they're able to rehabilitate them. It's, it's unbelievable. CritUSA.org. Love it. All right, Daniel. So our, I know our team found you, our podcast team found you uh, because you're a keynote speaker here in the area, doing a lot of great stuff there. Tell me a little bit about your background and what led to you getting involved with, you know, doing speaking at such a high level. Well, Mark, man, in life, we never realize really what we're going to do. And, and I, I say that because it's like we go through life sometimes. And for me, I was running a multi-million dollar Chevrolet dealership for many years, automotive. I was actually saving up money to buy a dealership. And then all of a sudden, one day I got a phone call and my wife was on the other line and she was just crying. I couldn't understand what the heck she was saying hysterically. And I just told her, hold on, like, breathe. And all I heard was the word breast cancer come out. Mm. At that moment, as a grown man, 44 years old, my life was upside down. Because, you know, my title couldn't save me. The savings accounts couldn't save me. All that can't save you. And I was put in a situation as a grown man where I didn't have an answer for the first time in a long time. Because, right, when you have a savings account and you have success in the world's eyes, right, you can buy your way through some things and fix this, fix that. Something breaks down, here's 5,000, no worries. But So that made me really, for the first time, reflect as a man. And I didn't realize how much pain and hurt from betrayal, losing my mom at 10 years old to breast cancer herself, my dad passing away at 26. And then all these emotions for me started prompting up because what happened is my wife had a double mastectomy. She got depressed on me for a while and then... I had to make a decision. Was I going to hire somebody to take care of her, Howie, or was I going to man up, key in, and take mm -hmm. care of her myself? And I decided to resign. And when I resigned, I was watching Sherry, true story. I was watching Jerry Springer for two weeks. I said, this isn't going to work because all these other negative emotions started coming up. No. My wife was next to me because she didn't want to walk up and down the stairs. And I just looked in the mirror and had to start dealing with what was going on inside Daniel Gomez because when you're not busy and all your friends go away, everything goes away, right? 100 employees go away. All of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like the real issues are coming up. And as grown men, a lot of times we suppress them and we don't deal with them. But how did that lead you to starting your own business? Because you're talking, you were managing yeah. a huge operation where there's plenty of money. I, I mean, there's you got a good salary coming in, you got status, you know what I mean? You got probably benefits and all this stuff going on. How do you transition from that over to, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. So what happened was I was getting ready to go look for a, my next gig in the automotive industry. And I was, I was putting on my tie, my tie rack. I came across this old email 
and the email read, who is this car guy that came and spoke at our school to our students? And I was like, oh, crap, what did I say? Then it says, tell him I said thank you. Tell him I said thank you, Kian, because my son runs around the house yelling and screaming, I'm a winner, I'm a champion. And when I read that, I started crying. Wow. Tell him, tell him I said my son's never been happier. Because what it would happen was when I was a Chevrolet, when I was running the store, I'd go out, I was the face of it. We'd give out these awards to athletes in different high schools. And one time this principal goes, hey, say some words to the students. And I'm like, I just came to take a picture and do our, right, give back to the community. Like, I don't have anything to say. I went and sat back at, on the bleachers and uh, just felt like God said, what are you talking about? You just talked about attitude in your sales meeting. Because even though I ran the dealership, it wasn't out of control freak, but I just love to pour into our team. I love to pour in to our employees. And I always did all, I always did the sales trainings on Monday. So little did I realize I was being prepared Monday after Monday after Monday, mm-hmm. month after month, week after week. Month, and then next thing you know, it's like, got up there, started, had 300 kids yelling and screaming, I'm a winner, I'm a champion, I love myself. And um, when I found that email, when I was going through this with my wife, I just started crying. And I just felt the prompting in my heart. And like, God just said, I want you to go speak to the world. And how you do a lot of public speaking as well. So, you know, that is it, what kind of a learning curve I mean, I, and this is a question, obviously, for Daniel, but I'm curious your thoughts, too, because you've been through that as well. How does that happen? You go from whatever to now you're speaking. Yeah, it's uh, it's like golf or snowboarding. You don't know you're good at it until you get oh. over that tipping point. And then it's perfecting, perfecting, perfecting after that. You keep mm-hmm. working on it, and you'll never think you're as good as you were before your mind got into it and you felt like now I have to do it as a professional. When there's little to no pressure, you're usually okay. You know, you don't know you're a speaker. Somebody asks you to say something, you get up and it's not planned. It's not rehearsed and you're very genuine. And then if you become a professional speaker, it's very hard to get back to that genuine level because you feel like you have to perform. But Daniel said something that I don't know if you guys picked up on it. He was speaking to himself when he got up to speak. He wasn't speaking to the audience because he needed to hear that message. And there's something magical, and I know you guys do some speaking as well. There's something magical about when you try to educate somebody and you vocalize it and you say it, you're telling yourself that you need to do it. Yeah. Subconsciously, super consciously, and even consciously. And now you're kind of on the hook because now that you know, what are you gonna do with that information? Now that you've told it to others, now you feel like the world's looking at you. Am I living up to that mindset, that attitude, whatever? And we all have challenges. We yeah. all have challenges. Might not be breast cancer. may not have a dad that passed away at age 26, but it's other stuff. And I love that you said that because when that happened, when, we, when, we, when it comes to us, to what Howie said, that's when imposter syndrome sets in. And most people never step into that. The idea comes to them to be a speaker, to share your story. And then we're like, who am I? My, my story doesn't matter. Because I thought that. Because I tried to kill myself at 18. So to your point exactly, those subconscious thoughts come in. And then we feel like we're unqualified. And I've seen many people that come to our speaking academy. They don't do anything with it because they feel like an imposter. And it's a real thing. People think imposter syndrome is not real. Believe me, I faced it. It's real. Super quick story. We had a woman come and speak. She wasn't actually, she came to do an event at the Anne Frank Inspire Academy to talk to the kids. Uh, round circle. And she was a survivor of the uh, Columbine school shooting. Okay. 
Now she's an adult. We bring her in from Colorado, and she speaks. So the next night was were the Anne Frank Inspire Awards. So the CEO of the school asked her, hey, would you mind, I heard what you said to the kids. Would you mind sharing that with the audience? She's like, I'm not a public speaker. She goes, that makes me super nervous. Just get up and tell a little bit about your story. I think people could relate. Let me tell you, I won't tell you, as since we're not dropping names, there were some pretty recognizable people that got up on the pulpit that night to speak. She stole the show. People were crying. They gave her a standing ovation. It wasn't just because she survived the combine school shooting. It's the way she told the story. Mm. Fast forward to today, she has several books out. She's a public speaker. She moved her family to Oklahoma. Now she's raising her kids, stuff like that. So you don't know if it's in you, but everybody has the story. It's whether or not you want to cultivate well, that. And you say, one of the things you've said a lot, Howie, is say yes to everything or as much as you can, right? And, and I think that's what she did in that case, and it led to something amazing Correct. for her. Because there is no substitute for experience. You have to go through it. You have to go through imposter syndrome. You have to stumble. You have to, you have to be embarrassed. You have to forget your lines. You have to go through all that to get to the other side. Now, uh, Daniel, so you've been voted one of the top 20 executive coaches for 2020 here in San Antonio, three-time international best-selling author, which is The Making of a Millionaire Mind. You were born to fly, which I'm not, uh, I'm familiar, familiar with the other two, but you were born to fly. Was that your first one? That was my first book. Okay, and then Sticker Shock. Uh, what's the rest of Sticker Shock? Sticker Shock, uh, well, that's our book, um, having leveraging confidence in the automotive industry and in life. Okay, cool. Because I love the name Sticker Shock. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to me, we've all had it. Talking about <laughs> well, the, pricing. The, the, that book, right? That, that Your was self the book value? That was supposed to launch me to the next level. Well, guess what happened in 2020? Oh, COVID. Yeah, COVID, yeah. So I had a big gig, my first big gig with Grand Cardone oh, in Canada, no. Toronto. And we got wind of it. That, so after that, I never even touched, I've never really promoted that book. Oh, you should. I, just the name alone, I think it's cool. Also, uh, Podcaster of the Year for the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show. Uh, honored with the best of 2019 and 2020 awards for training and coaching. And, of course, you have a nonprofit called the Mary Strong Foundation. Why the name? The Mari Strong. That's my wife's name. Mari Strong. Yeah, the Mari Strong Foundation. Okay, got it. So we started that. when we're. It doesn't matter how much you have saved or what you're doing. When, when you're going through breast cancer treatment, I mean, you're spending thousands a week. And there was no one to help us. Everybody, everybody, like... We got to wait 90 days. I'm like, well, in 90 days, it doesn't matter, Susan B. Like, we need help today. And it just, no one was there, to be honest with you. But it wasn't just for the way God moved on our behalf. And when God put this idea on our heart to start a nonprofit, like, sometimes we don't realize, like, $100 can help with the treatment for that day or, or gas or groceries. Exactly. So when we have our, our women's conference in October, we have a, an event called Finding Near and Your Beauty every October. And that's how we raise money for our nonprofit. But... They look on these women that haven't worked and their light bill is $300 or $500. And we're able to help them with that. It's like, it's, it's priceless. So I didn't ever, the life that we're living, is like a, it's like a dream to be honest with you. When you, one of the things you said to me when we were talking um, before you came on the show about when you started your business, you were scared to start your business with everything that's going on in your life. You're going to make this huge transition. So why were you scared and how'd you deal with that? Well, the thing is this, is that I didn't want to start a business. Like I said, I was saving up money for a point. I was excited. So when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was put in a situation where like, okay, what do I do? That you either fight or flight. And I actually froze for a while just really to find myself. And then when the idea came to become a, a, a motivational speaker, 
I actually took another gig as, a, as running another store, a Dodge store. I went for one day, and I think that God allowed me to go to realize, like, this isn't for you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be hard-headed? Go out there. Do it. I was so miserable for half the day. And to my wife's, like, support, I get home, and she's like, it was just the weather, hon. It was like, it's, and granted, right? She had just had three major surgeries by that time, double mastectomy and everything else. And I just said, it's not for me. And once I made the decision to do it, it's like, there's no excuses, right? That's why when people come to me and say, well, they use their, and one thing that drives me crazy is when they use their children as an alibi and they try to justify, well, you know what? My son had just started Texas State University, $20,000 nut that we had to pay. Now I was committed for the next semester. What was I going to do? Pull him out of school, son, because your dad's not man enough to go out there and try something that was in his heart? So I said, I was put in that corner and you got to go out there and you got to bet on yourself. And the sad thing is most people, they don't they don't have the confidence to bet on themselves. So I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm fascinated with this story. Um, you got to a point of despair. It, it was tough. You're at a point now where you've got this massive smile on your face. You've got a, a personality larger than life. You've been successful. We've heard some of that. But when you said you had the confidence, what was the step that you took? You know, so... Um, we've got entrepreneurs and business people listening to this and they're maybe at that point where they're being prompted and they're like, I can't do it, I can't do it. How did you overcome that mindset yourself to go, I'm going to go and take action and this is the action that I took and I'd recommend you taking? The answer is easy. You see, I was arrogant. I didn't like myself, Holly. Mm -hmm. I lost my confidence before I actually started my business. I was lost and I said, God, you gave me this idea. You put this in my heart. <laughs> Help me. He led me to a scripture in the Bible that says, God is your confidence. Mm-hmm. And I lived by that scripture. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the same old arrogant person that I was. And little by little, my right, I put myself out there. And little by little, my confidence grew. But the secret for me was, it wasn't Daniel's confidence anymore. It's God's confidence. Mm-hmm. And that led me to the that because I ran with that. That's what opened the door for my first huge, big speaking engagement with the United States Air Force. But I had the confidence to believe, right? I think as human beings, we trust in ourselves so much that we get this idea. And, right, I'm not, and first thing I'm going to say on the air is I'm not religious, right? I'm not about religion. I could care less about religion. But I have a relationship with my God. And when he told me to do it, trust me, I just trusted him. What, What child, us grown men here, what child... Would not, if our father came and said, or our mother came and said, hey, jump, I'm going to catch you, trust me. I think we would all jump, would we not? So why don't we believe it when God puts that in our hearts and says jump? So um, I I love the confidence. I get it. I'm literally in the same position as you with moving here to America in uh, end of July last year, not really knowing anyone, and God by his grace has done mighty things. And, um, you know, Mark was very kind earlier to say I'm making ways here in San Antonio. I, I don't quite understand what's going on. My wife's like, what the heck is going on? Um, but it's not easy, you know, and, and it's been six months. And there's moments you go, I, I kind of expect it now, expect it now. How long did it take until you had that first gig and you went, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit happier now? Because even though you're trusting in God, you're still going, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know? Well, I, I think for me... Did it take long? It, um... I, 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 even though there's, I've learned this, I, I'll say this, whoever's, I think somebody on the, on, on the show needs to hear this, right? 
you can't allow circumstances and situations to run your life and your decisions. And so many people allow the outside circumstances to run their life. And when you can have peace in your heart amidst the storm, amidst what's going on, like right now, this past couple of months, everybody's talking about the recession. Well, I don't worry about the world's economy because I live by A, God's economy, and B, I live by Daniel's economy. And I've been wise enough to to work my way through that. So it's just really knowing that when 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 you take every step, you're gonna see. It's like driving from here to California. I was I would I say, hey guys, let's jump in my car. Let's go to California. Let's drive at night. We know we're gonna go on I-10, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. We can't. We know where where California is, right? But we trust that the fact, even though it's night and dark, we can't see that our headlights are gonna give us those thirty. 40 feet of light, just enough to get to the next 30, 40 feet. And that's all the faith you need. But everybody wants to see the whole picture, and we're not going to get the whole picture, Mark. Mm-mm. Now, now you got to trust that the road's actually going to be safe and, and, you know, in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as we're not really thumping the Bible, <laughs> it does say, who is rich, he who is satisfied with his portion. So it doesn't mean complacent doesn't mean that you're not going to be motivated to do more. But if you don't feel grateful for what you have and what you've been given, no amount of success is going to be enough. You're always going to be looking for that next thing because you're going to see, well, you just bought a brand new car, but they just bought a brand new plane. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so you'll never be satisfied. So I think for me, it starts with, you got to be satisfied with where you are and what you have and grateful. From there, you build and you build and you build. And I don't know about you, but when he was asking you that question, Daniel, about like when was that point where you knew you were successful, I was answering it in my own head, not for you, but for me. I still feel like I'm going out of business. I operate <laughs> like I'm going out of business because I don't want to look back and say, this is what I've done. This is what I've accumulated. It's, and especially when you're, you know, like I call it self-unemployed, you know, your clients <laughs> want to know, not what did you do for me last year, last quarter or last week? They, what did you do for me today? What will you be doing for me tomorrow? And you're being graded on what's going on. Because if somebody comes to one of your seminars, or whatever, and their mindset doesn't change, I bet you, you take it personally. And then you want to know why. If you've ever seen Tony Robbins or any of these other people, they'll single people out because for them, it's a personal challenge. It's not 500, 5,000, or 10,000 people. It's that one person. And if you make that impact on that person, in Judaism, we say if you save one life, it's as though you've saved the entire world. Well, and I think that's to, you know, are you out there to try and make impact? What is the motivating, driving force behind doing everything that you're doing? When I was a kid, I was a fat little kid. I was a cousin everybody made fun of. I never felt like I belonged. And as I got older, there's a lot of adults still living that little kid life like I was. And they undervalue themselves. doesn't matter if I speak in the UK, if I speak, I'll be speaking in Asia here in May. But 90% of people undervalue themselves. And when you undervalue yourselves, you don't live the life you were destined to live. So the whole thing about Daniel Gomez Inspires, our brands, our book publishing, everything that we do is, is to let people know that they deserve more, right? You are worthy and deserving of God's best. Because most people don't feel they're qualified and... Even if you have a degree, they don't feel qualified. I, we had this one lady, I'm going to go back and get my third master's or MBA. 
and somebody made a comment to her like, with all respect, right? We were talking about it. Like, you have two MBAs already, and you're still broke. Like, something inside of you needs to change. The MBA is not going to help you, but we're we're looking this for this outside validation. And I'm here to tell you, like, it comes from the inside, not from the outside. And what Howie said is right. You know, we just we just got our first offices, and I was I've been grateful, right? Because I always talk about this. I always say, prom- right? Promotion comes from gratitude. Prom- gratitude is the key for more. Gratitude is the key for promotion. Mm. If you're not grateful for the little, you're not going to be made ruler over much. Mm. And I was comfortable, but the thing, what happened to me is I got complacent, Howie. I was like lazy to where more success than we've ever had. And I was okay with that, right? Because we don't realize, like I write in my book, we all have a financial set point. And once you hit that financial set point, you've had more success than you've ever had. You're like, I'm good. You're going cruise control. But right, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not... Being creative, you're disintegrating. Well, this goes back to the message, or yeah. what the, the what is the your driving force? Because it's not money, right? Money is only te- it's like it's 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 nice and you need it. You know, it's important and all that. I'm not taking away from it, but in order to keep going past the money, yeah, you need that driving force. So it's to let you, people know they matter. If I had to sum up in one phrase, to let people know that you matter, you can make a difference in this world. And most people truly don't believe that. That's why they're drinking t- to death, chopping, overweight, whatever it is, right? Whatever you're trying to suppress those emotions and people need to understand that they matter and that they make a difference. I, c- I can really hear this coming through, how he's not driven by money, which is quite different to a lot of people we would get on the podcast. And even as a CFO consultant myself, uh, I'm trying to drive financials of, of businesses. It's nice to hear a slightly different perspective here. So I, what I'm wondering is, what does this look like then in three, five years time? with where you're going. I mean, you've achieved a great deal in a short period of time. So what's it going to look like in five years' time? What's the programs looking like? What are you going to be building out here in San Antonio, here in the U.S., globally? Well, that's that's, that's actually, I just shared a vision with our team this morning, right? It's like Daniel are you, Gomez. Are you, are you allowed to share it with us yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> We're allowed yeah, to sneak yeah, in? Wait, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Is, is this an exclusive? It's an exclusive. An exclusive on the Let's Talk Business yeah, podcast. Yeah, Let's Talk Business podcast. Right. Love it. It's exclusive. <laughs> Is Daniel Gomez Enterprises going to be known as one of the elite trainers worldwide when it comes to leadership, team development, communication? We will People will come from all over the world to learn at Sticker Shock Speaking Academy because they're going to learn how to speak from their heart and make a difference in people. Our Millionaire Mind Boot Camps will be sold out as we create and we build a Millionaire's Institute. People's lives will be changed and they will realize, man, that there's nothing wrong with having money because when you have money, you get to pay your employees more. When you have money... It gives you freedom. When you have money, you help the homeless and the needy. And our trainers and our coaches and our speakers are going to make a difference worldwide. So that's the vision. And my vision is that everybody that works with us, that within five years, they're going to be millionaires themselves. And how do you convince them that that vision is good for them too when they tell you, that's great for you, Daniel, and for other people, but that's not what I'm destined to do. And by the way, as a business coach, you know, the worst thing that can happen to a business owner or CFO is that you have some level of success because then you're like, hey, I'm good. I'm doing better than most of the people I know. And then you kind of go into overdrive. And like you said, you go into overdrive, that car, you start hitting a hill that starts, things starts to slow down and you're like, why did I lose my momentum? But, well, but that's, let, me, but that's, let me jump in sorry. here real quick because I think that that's where your mission has to be bigger than you because mm-hmm. If Daniel's doing this because he wants to inspire other people to believe in themselves more and to achieve more, 
then there is no like, okay, I made, I'm making a million dollars a year. I'm making a million dollars a month. That doesn't matter. All of that is, is, is it's like tools to reinvest in doing more of what you truly love. That's why I think understanding what you love is so important and how you do a lot of speaking, you do a lot of philanthropy. And I'm curious, what is the motivating part? What is that answer for you? Um, I didn't know it, but retrofitting it, it's part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If your basic needs are being met, then you, as you start to reach the pinnacle of self-actualization, when you're doing something outside yourself, something that is not about you anymore. It's about serving others. You know, I tell my kids, I said, look, I can't make you the smartest kids in the world. I can't give you privilege, you know, but if you grow up to be compassionate, caring human beings, you're probably going to have a good life. That, that's where I am. And I'm really the world's poorest philanthropist. I'm not writing checks for $100 million. But I'm leveraging what I know in marketing to help nonprofits raise two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 at events now, did by help I, marketing it. Did I call that right for you, Daniel? It's like you, you, your mission is to inspire others to believe in themselves. Am I understanding that correctly or is, it, is there no, more to it? That's, that's it. Because okay. it's easier to believe it for somebody else than it is to believe it for yourself. Sure. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's always... It's easier to be the spectator on the side. That's why, why do you think when the Spurs got the, this new guy, right? Everybody's back there because we want, everybody wants to cheer for somebody else. Well, it's time we start cheering for ourselves. I think it's because of the fear of failure. It's risk that people won't believe in themselves. It's easier to not believe in yourself because then you don't, you're not going to be disappointed down the road. And I know I cut you off earlier. No, no, no. Um, d- just picking up on that, that risk aspect. See, it's funny. Um, I, I've still got a business back in the Channel Islands off the coast of France. Um, and I'm sure Rudy might... Sounds co- so fancy <laughs> when he says it, right? It's not the France. Uh, it's the Channel um, Islands off the I coast of France. I love his voice. I have a client in Laredo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I'm sure... I have that, one in Omendorf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure that my, my co-director, Rudy, wouldn't mind me saying this, but... He, his approach and my approach are very different. He's very risk averse. There is no way that he would have been able to live the life that I've lived over the last three years since my wife and I met and married and the business we tried to get off the ground and just looking to God and the things that we've been doing. And it's not been easy. And he's like, well, he, he turned around a couple of weeks ago going, Gian, hats off to you. I, literally, I could not have done what you've done, but you're starting to bear the fruit of it now. Um, and that whole taking the step and, and actually being prepared to back yourself and having that confidence to step out of your comfort zone and go for it is just so important because I lived for many years when I was working in the offshore world off the coast of France on the little island. Uh, and the little <laughs> island off of France where I hang yeah. out on weekends. Channel yeah. Islands. Oh, it's um, the Channel I, I can't even but, talk about but, like but, it. But, you know, it was so remarkably pleasant. <laughs> oh uh, um, do, you, do you drink your tea with the pinky yeah. up? I'm just playing. But, 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 <laughs> well, of course, Daniel. Um, it was a very privileged life. We, we lived a very comfortable life there in that environment and you become complacent. And I knew mm. I became complacent. And then when my, my life got changed and you can hear it maybe on some other podcasts, I, I'm very open and honest about stuff. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under your feet and you, you kind of lose your identity and you struggle to pick yourself back up again. One of the things I realized um, uh, last year at Thanksgiving, my first Thanksgiving here in the US since moving here, and I sat there and... Like most of our stuff still back in the UK in the shipping container. We well, it should have been your first Thanksgiving. Why would you be doing Thanksgiving in the UK anyway? Your first Thanksgiving in the US is sure, really your but, first uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, no, but you've got to bear my, my wife's American. Oh, well, so, then, okay. Then you, you know, get a pass. So, you can uh, do Thanksgiving. So we, we, were, we were kind of celebrating back in the UK, but it wasn't proper. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So 
we still have a whole load of our stuff back in the UK waiting to be shipped because we can't afford a shipping container because the costs are just astronomic. And, and so we haven't got masses around us. But I, I sat there on that Thanksgiving and I just had an attitude of gratitude. And that's really lived with me since that Thanksgiving of going, I'm just thankful for what I've got right now. And there's a smile on my face. Have we achieved everything we want to achieve yet? No, but just grateful, you know? Yeah. And, and it's a nice place to be. So. It is. I think it's key to everything. Um, so I want to talk about a couple of things. So you've got some events coming up. What's your first event coming up that you want to talk about? Well, Sticker Shock Speaking Academy, March 8th and 9th. There it is. And actually, we went international now, so... People come from to Sticker Shock when from, you're from a, Guernsey and Channel Islands. Yeah, <laughs> so. but the thing is, this is right is is that the, many speakers fail because they just want to speak, and we we show you how to build a speaking business from A to B, from unpaid to paid. We show you our business blew up because instead of speaking one on one, we teach you how to speak one to many, and we take you how to we show you how to share, take your story and how to monetize it. Believe it or not, there's many Toastmasters out there that don't know how to get paid to speak. A lot of Toastmasters come out to our Sticker Shock Speaking Academy. So when you come, we're going to teach you the back end of the business of speaking, and you're going to leave with tangible. You're going to leave with a professional speaker reel. You're going to leave with optics on stage, optics on the red carpet. You're going to leave with video testimonials. Everything you need tangible to put on a website on your, for marketing, you're leaving with that. And it's priceless because my big break came, like I said, when I spoke for the United States Air Force, that's when I blew up. I had been speaking on hotel floors. They'll pay you five hundred, a thousand here, or there, right? But those bigger honorariums of five, ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand, they want to see you on stage and they want proof of that. And that's what we give you when you come to Sticker Shock Speaking Academy. All right, love it. And then, um, so what's the dates for that? March eighth and ninth here in San Antonio at the Norris Conference Center. And they can call me directly. Just mention Let's Talk Pop Business Podcast two ten six six three five nine five four. I would love to connect with you. Has Mark got his place booked? Mark's going to be there. We'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get Mark there. So when you're as popular as I am, you get free stuff, though, right? No such thing I gave you a million dollars. You did. Here's another million here. I'm going to pay for my... Yeah, yeah. Just here. For the record, let Put all the three of us on. Keep the change. You asked for that, Daniel. You asked for that. Can I tell you all a speaker's joke? No. So we got to get to the millionaire mind, which is also coming up. Oh, my God. So uh, you, we'll get to your joke after. Right, so hang it. on to it just, just a second. We'll make sure we get this in. So the millionaire uh, mind, you got an event coming up. Let's talk about that. The boot camp's a two-day intensive boot camp, really interactive. Uh, and when you come to the millionaire mind boot camp, we have people come in from all over the country. And, and it's really a boot camp where people, we talk about, of course, your relationship with money. But really, it's, it's your self-image, your character how much you value yourself because you can't have a poor self-image of yourself and become a millionaire and people don't understand that that's why people win the lottery and they're worse than when they were off three years prior to that because right. they have a poor self-image of themselves they have tv shows about that yeah and we got to we, we show you after they win people mm -hmm. put it this way people leave they have they leave because they have such a breakthrough they cry like people actually cry inside our boot camps because they don't real right most people are not aware of their poverty consciousness, Mark. So when you come to our boot camp, it's going to be this this um, May 24th and 25th at the Norris Conference Center. And lives are changed, man. I mean, it, it's – it's. I wish I would have gone something like this when I was younger. I had a good concept of money just because I was always – I've been always been a – right? You're either a saver or a spender. I've always been a saver, but in the wrong way because of scarcity. But uh. the thing is, now that I realize you can be a good saver, like – 
I wouldn't be here with you if I wasn't a good saver. So, so Norris Event Center, Blanco Road, and Loop 410 in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, correct? sir. Yeah, May 24th and 25th. Got it. So give us a uh, an overview of what those two days are going to look like. So the the overview is this: is I myself we teach I teach on the millionaire principles that have made me successful. I always bring in a, a just a different perspective. I bring in a keynote speaker that's a millionaire, right? Because you'd be surprised how many events you go to that they don't practice what they preach. So when when so I bring somebody in to speak on the millionaire mindset. They better be a millionaire, right? I mean that because if you're paying for a ticket, because it's not a cheap ticket, if you're paying the two thousand dollars to come to our event, you want to learn from somebody who's walked the walk and talked the talk. So when the thing is, is when you come to these events, the language is different, Mark. The language is different, Howard. The language oh, yeah. is different, right? The language, we joke about it, but the language at these free networking events when people go when they're new, it's different than when you go to an event at the Dominion. You have it. The, the language is different. Instead of talking dollars for hours, you're talking right legacy you're talking about net worth it's a whole different language mm. yeah so you're gonna leave a totally i mean believe me people this is what i can guarantee you this and if it doesn't happen i give them their money back something's gonna be unlocked in your belief system when you're gonna leave there some people it's a shift on money but some people it's a shift just to love themselves right on all right howie and your joke you want to wrap it up with that so this guy gets <laughs> up to speak he's slated to talk for 20 minutes he gets up there the lights and man, there's 500 people in the audience and he can't see really the audience. And he's talking away. He's having a great time. He's hearing laughing and applause. Gets carried away. Talks for an hour. Gets off stage. He went long for 40 minutes. Gets off stage. Half the people, 250 people have already left. And so he says, oh my God, this is terrible. I'm so sorry. Did I go long? They go, yes, you did. And so he says, well, thank you all for sticking around anyway. So the next speaker goes up and he says, he gets on the mic, also kind of blinded, can't really see the audience. He goes, I won't go as long as the other, the other speaker. So he gives his talk. Well, anyway, he gets carried away and he goes long, gets off stage. There's one poor guy left in the audience and he goes up to him. He goes, did I go long too? He goes, I, met, and I swore I wasn't going to do that. He goes, I'm so sorry. But you know what? I didn't come to talk to 500 people or 250 people. I came to speak to one. I came to speak to you, and I hope you love the message. Thank you for sticking around. He goes, dude, I had no choice. I'm the last speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if it was going to be the light guy or the camera guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, love it. All right, Daniel, so um, you got two, two big events coming up this year. I'm um, excited for you on both of those. Uh, you've got books mm. as well. Um, where can they find your books? Yeah, as a matter of fact, our book, The Makings of a Millionaire Mind, it's on Audible. So you can get a, a get an audio copy on Audible, and it's also on uh, Amazon, The Makings of a Millionaire Mind, and also You Were Born to Fly, and Sticker Shocks on Amazon also. So get your copy there today. Cool. Who did the audio? I did. You did? I did, I did partial of it. I did hire a voice model Yeah. just for just because it was, it was, it was a lot. It's a lot of it's right. a lot of. You might be good at a lot of things, right? But we all find out we're not yeah. good at everything. I said, do I want to spend a month recording this book, or do I want to just kind of pay a, a, an investment and get it over with? And I'll, right. I'll do your next one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, have leverage. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all you about can leverage. sell it on the Channel Islands. We'll go real big. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Daniel. So, uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, well, they can email me directly at daniel at danielgomezspeaker dot com. That's daniel at danielgomezspeaker dot com. My brand is Daniel Gomez Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook. We want to hear from you. Send me a message on, on IG, and we'll definitely connect. And say, I want to give your audience, anybody in San Antonio from this Let's Talk Business podcast, I want to give you a complimentary 30-minute business session, free to, free to your audience. So just reach out to me through email, daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. I'll send you a link, and it's free. Usually I charge 
for a session $1,000 an hour, but I'll give that back to your audience because you've been a great host and Ken and Howie, man, I, dude, I'm in heaven today. <laughs> yeah, we're all sugared up, man. We get excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, thanks for coming in, Daniel. Really appreciate that. We had a good time, and I think we learned a lot as well. All right, as we wrap up this show, a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us for this one. You guys have a great week. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Good job, Thank everybody. Thank you, gentlemen. Woo!